Thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. That's right. It is Thursday, December 28th, and today is National Short Film Day, National Card Playing Day, National Chocolate Candy Day, Pledge of Allegiance Day, and Holy Innocence Day. Allegiance to what, Jason? Allegiance to what? The Pledge of Allegiance to America, the greatest country on the planet, Rico. Okay. Yep. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on your screen to see where we live on the internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's right. And welcome to everyone joining us from any one of those platforms. But kicking it off today, we have the dope dad himself. He's still rocking a beanie because obviously his hair ain't did today. That's right. It is the dope dad himself. All he had time to do was Zozo's hair today and not his own. That's right. It's the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico Lameet. First thing in the morning. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And yes, my daughter's hair is done. Uh huh. Exactly. She's on her way to Knott's Berry Farm mm-hmm. with Grandma today. Mm-hmm. Big ups to that. Yeah. But um, for everybody else, it's uh, 2024 is just three days away, and in many places, that means new laws. Many of the good folks in my home state of Virginia were looking forward to the Virginia Cannabis Control Authority taking over the Commonwealth's um, medical program and the much-anticipated launch of adult use sales uh, on Monday, but apparently that is not happening. Virginia's initial plan was to begin recreational retail sales at the start of the new year. I mean, shit, uh, when adult sales and VA was first legalized under former Democratic Governor Ralph Northam uh, back in uh, 2021, the goal was to begin retail sales on January 1st, 2024. However, per the article, proposed bills aimed at regulating sales failed in 2022, and then they failed again in 2023 after the anti-cannabis Protect the Children Fleece vest aficionado himself, Glenn Youngkin, took over. And um, this left the Commonwealth with no legal way for adults to buy weed in Virginia. The legal limbo has left both uh, advocates and prohibitionists on both sides dissatisfied. The way current law is written, adults 21 and over can have up to an ounce on their person or grow up to four plants in their homes. And um, also per the article, the 2021 law that created VCCA to oversee possession, sale, and distribution of retail cannabis, but constant, uh, was built uh, to distribute. Excuse me. Per the article, the 2021 law created uh, that created the VCCA uh, was built to oversee possession, sale, and distribution of retail cannabis, but constant infighting in the Republican-led state government over the last two years has re- uh, produced no updates or no guidance on regulation leading into the new year. So here we are. Many of the on the ground are hoping recently elected pro-cannabis Democrats that have taken back control of both chambers will be able to right the ship, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Until then, the trap gonna do, the trap gonna do. I'm Rico Lameet, the dopest dad on the street, Virginia native. Shout out to my people up in the two up, two down. Um, Friday Night News, what do you guys think about this one? 
I think that, um, <clears throat> as always, they're going to push the envelope and push it on to somebody else or somebody else can have the blame for it. Ultimately, I don't think that anything is going to be done. The change was going on in Virginia. I, 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 I'm kind of starting to think that people just, they're just picking days where they just want to be wrong with each other so they can just point the fingers. Well, 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 well Tony, on, on this one particularly, it is 100% the Republicans' fault. <laughs> there's like there's no there's like no ifs ands or buts about it uh ralph northrum actually uh, um he caught a lot of flack for slow walking uh the legalization down in va and he's like yo we were going to have recreational in 2024 but we're going to relax these laws and allow people to learn about it have educational programs in place and so we will have the, the framework three years later but yunkin came in and said you know what we're going to do it our way and they couldn't Agree. It was a Republican run everything. Um, the governor in both houses in the state, and they could yeah, not agree no, 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 wait, on anything. Wait, I don't they dispute lost. that. I don't dispute that. What I'm trying to say is that they they pick different things to be dumbasses on. Where it's where it's about telling a child they can do something to themselves that would ad adversely affect their future, and then you have another right. group of people who are telling grown adults you can't smoke what you want to smoke, even though it doesn't kill you, even though it doesn't have tons of things. And I'm just saying that they choose different things to be dumbasses about. So okay. they're like, oh, you pick this, and we're going to go against you. But for this, we're going to go against this so we can just remain uncool. I'm just, I just think that, I know it's not true, but you, it just, you kind of got to feel that way. Like, they, it's just like they pick stupid things and then just die on the hill, and it's both sides. Mm -hmm. That's what I was just mm -hmm. trying to say. I'm not trying to say that on the marijuana thing. I'm just trying to say, I think that both sides are picking and choosing where to be stupid at. I, I actually agree with that. I, I actually agree with that. Both sides do pick and choose which side to be stupid on because, you know, a lot of them do have common sense, but they just choose these ideological positions to, to banter on. So poor, poor, poor Virginia, poor residents in Virginia, but at least they're going to keep on driving to Maryland and buying, driving their numbers up. D.C.? Yeah. <laughs> D.C., Maryland. They're happy that that's happening. Whoever's yeah. the governor of uh, Maryland, they're like, yeah, no, keep doing what you're doing. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Be and the money. And, and 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 from what I hear, there's a number of uh, there's a number of people uh, that 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 I've been recently made aware of that actually have cases for marijuana possession from driving to Maryland and then driving back in to Virginia and have been arrested for possessing. Uh, cannabis from another state crossing a crossing a state line with a controlled substance so uh stay tuned once i get the, this list of all these people but i hear there's about 40 people that have been arrested so far in virginia for this didn't biden didn't biden pardon these people nope 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 nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. big fat nope on that one Yep. Joe Biden. People can't learn. As long as you treat this like it's depleted uranium, you know, the trap's going to just smile all the way to where they bury their money. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. Facts. That's right. That's I'm kind of right. kicking myself that uh, I got out the trap business. I mean, I'm happy. I don't have to look <laughs> over my shoulder. But man, has there ever been a time to make a few million? Now is the time. Now is the time. What do you think and then, about and then this? Just disappear. What do you think about this, Rochelle? Virginia. I'm just going to go with what Rico said. Trap always wins. Trap always wins. I thought you were going to go with like Virginia is for lovers or something like that. Virginia is for lovers. <laughs> 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 it's the best like it. state on earth. Not, definitely not for weed lovers. What's that? Ah, uh, man. Say that again, Rochelle. It's definitely not for weed lovers. It's definitely not for weed lovers. That's right. Virginia, not for weed lovers. And on that, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. I'm like the voice of God and stuff. Oh boy. <laughs> he is known for smoking the best weed in the world <laughs> everywhere that he goes, whether it's in Detroit where he's known as White Gucci or down in Mar-a-Lago where they call him Gucci, Gucci, Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> coming to the stage, coming to the stage next. You know, the, the head White House. honcho of Hyatt 9 News himself, Jason Beck. 
Oh, yeah, Rico. Man, oh, man, I got a fun pack story for you today because, you know, apparently the DCC is going after the trap, Rico, apparently, because a new California law targets colorful packaging to curb illegal marijuana sales. And I just have to ask, since they're using this language, why aren't all the crazy liberals saying that this bill is racist? But nonetheless, we're going to keep on going. The new year brings new laws into the state of California. Among them is one that law enforcement says will protect children from getting their hands on illegal and potentially dangerous marijuana. They say it is illegal cannabis that is not tested and could contain pesticides and other chemicals. On a recent trip to Los Angeles, a toy district in downtown L.A., they say they found dozens of packaging with bright colors, cartoon characters, some with references to famous movies, others with a likeness of well-known musicians. All of the items they found inside stores they visited um, the California Department of Cannabis Control says are illegal. In a quote, what we saw in the toy district was an enormous amount of packaging that would not be allowed in the California legal cannabis market. It is extremely attractive to children. It carries the universal symbol of legal California cannabis, so it deceives consumers and is sold in bulk in the toy district. Nicole Elliott, California Department of Cannabis Control director, said. The NBC4i team was with the DCC enforcement team in November when they say they visited four locations in Los Angeles. They say had been served with search warrants six months before and warned about uh, unlicensed commercial cannabis activity. They tell the NBC4 News i team that they returned to the locations because the businesses were back up and running. <laughs> Duh. Sounds like New York. Uh, and in quotes, starting in the new year, our department law enforcement in general is going to be able to seize that packaging and destroy it when it is found to not be used for lawful purposes elliot said referring to the recent passage of ab1126 in quotes now we're really focused on the product within the packaging we can definitely seize packaging but not in this sort of comprehensive way so this really makes it crystal clear that we have authority to seize when that universal symbol is on is on that packaging and it is not being used for lawful commercial purposes she had it oh man it sounds like the dcc has given up on raiding trap shops and they're just going to go and start raiding packaging stores in downtown la but tell me what you guys have to think about this this is jason beck for the high at nine news <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> we have become we have become the we have become the auditors of color Yes, not have so many yeah. colors on your package. No, too many bright colors, <laughs> no, man. Too. I just feel like uh, I feel like it's like an episode of ET when he's like bright lights, bright lights, bright lights. What were you saying, Rochelle? I'm just confused. Like I thought that they vetoed a law in California around this with like the no uh, cartoon characters and bright colors on the packaging. So what is you this? are you you are correct. They did they did uh, veto that law. However, the law that 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 the AB eleven uh, twenty five or whatever it was that I just referenced, um, that proceeds to them being able to use the California cannabis symbol, that triangular symbol with the weed leaf and the California uh, abbreviation in there. And so they're saying that that logo is of possession of the state of California and the DCC and that any type of um, using that in any way that is unlawful or in the trap, basically, then they have the right to go and seize any of that packaging because it has the state's logo on it. Does that make more sense? They say they're hating. They're telling people. <laughs> I, 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 you know, you know what I really wonder. I really wonder, Rico. You know what I really wonder is if the DCC is going to go and seize Cali Plug's chain. Wow! <laughs> is it hollow? Is that chain? <laughs> That's what that's what I really wonder because that that, that, that that's that's the use of the California emblem. You know what I mean? So it really is. <laughs> you know, uh, so so, so I don't in the think, article, I don't think ahead, these don't. idiots uh, remember going to college and studying sociology, where if a certain percentage of your population wants to do something, 
uh, you can't stop them. Mm -hmm. okay? no. And so they're picking up a rope here because people want weed. If you make it too hard to get legal weed, then illegal weed's going to show up. Okay, it ain't rocket science, and they're they're just so fucking slow. They can't catch up with themselves because the trap can change, it can morph, it can pick up and move next door and come right back once you leave the building. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've watched this movie for what 20 years now. Jason, and it's like you got what do you keep doing the same goddamn thing over again and getting the same result? Mm -hmm. That's insanity and it's stupid. I'm not sure that the um that the state of California will be able to enforce this because uh it's public property. It's like the state doesn't really own anything that people do. So if I I think that so someone with some money and someone with a bone to pick with uh, California and what they what it is that they feel like they're trying to do, someone with enough time on their hands could possibly change this and, and stop them from being able to do something like this. I think that it's public domain. Uh, it's not the state is the people. It's owned by the people. So if the people see so fit to allow it to be um, utilized in a certain way, I don't think that they can actually stop them from using it. So as long as it doesn't look exactly like the emblem if they take oh no it's it's the it exact emblem bro it's the exact <laughs> emblem don't get it twisted they're using the exact emblem bro yeah well, so 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 jason in, in the in the article it says on a recent trip to los angeles toy district mm -hmm. so they're going to yeah they, that's what i'm saying they're going to downtown to, they, where the, they, the little they, packaging they, where all the pa all the trappers get all the packaging it's like one block right, in downtown right, la right Right. And they, they, you see how they, uh, or the writing of the article, they said they had to put toy district in there. Yeah. You know, to make that connection to children. Yep. Right there. They said they found uh, dozens of packaging with bright colors, mm -hmm. cartoon characters, and some references to famous movies. I wonder how um, many nerds wrote packages they found. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> what, is, what is this shit, dude? <laughs> like this Bro. Is, <laughs> it's all about the children, Rico. Yeah. If you're, when you read our, our regulations, say oh, it can't be attractive to children. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Exactly. Okay? Right. I need a definition here. Oh, I think a kid might like it, so therefore you can't do it. Yeah. Man, exactly. This is reference reference to the. This is reference to famous movies. I'm pretty sure if there's any references, I know a couple of brands that have references to movies or they have characters like similar to movies uh, portrayed. But um, any of those movies, kids don't know shit about those movies. These are movies like from the 60s and 70s and 80s, uh, if that. And then it says uh, like like bright colors and cartoon characters. I, I, I don't know about any uh, recent like legal cartoon characters that I've seen on packaging, but uh, bright colors like this is an oh, attempt we, to them saying they've done something knowing that they did absolutely nothing at all. This is an attempt to them saying we did this and and give us a pat on the back because this should stop. No, no, no. You, you, you know what? I, you know what I think it honestly really is is I think that, that law enforcement was like, hey, you know what? We don't want to go in and raid the trap shops anymore. We need something that's a softer target to where we don't have to feel like we are putting ourselves in jeopardy and playing whack-a-mole. And so then, therefore, they can go to all these little these little bodegas just right in one little street and just go and hit them all in one day and just take all the packaging, and then that way they have a big headline. They removed so much packaging from the from the illicit market, and now they're, they're not going to have anything to put. Low-hanging fruit. Yeah, exactly, bro. It's the lowest hanging fruit and it's the easiest thing for them to go get and it's the less uh less likely for them to get popped yeah clearly saying look we did this give us a pat on the back mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> and pop up enforcement that's the yeah. problem we've always had with these drugs that you uh, these drug laws you can't enforce get selective enforcement mm -hmm. i got popped for selective enforcement i wasn't important shit or run a trap shop they'll pick off who they want and it doesn't solve the problem because the next day, hell, we used to use fucking Ziploc bags. I didn't need to have fancy Ziploc bags were fantastic. Hey, in all fairness, really? you, you had the if you you had you had bright, attractive colors on Ziploc bags because yellow and blue make green. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think they fall down and bump their head regularly. Facts. These people just—it's bullshit what mm -hmm. they keep spewing out at us. Yeah, they, they need, how about they divert some of this energy and some of this money into education? How about how about, how about teaching people what, what sativa and indica really is? How about teaching people about actual terpene profiles? How about, you know, some actual education uh, out to the state? Because they, they clearly don't know shit. The, the consumers, the new consumers Rico. don't know much. We need to protect Rico. He's saying too much right now. I think he's going beyond <laughs> the scope of California. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, he's talking about, about he's in trouble. You, gotta watch. you gotta stop. He must be stopped. 
<laughs> How about I mean, we just teach our kids the truth about drugs? How about that? You can't be honest with them. Hold on, bro, because then then you have to assume that everyone is Jack Jack Nicholson, and you can't handle the truth. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what it is? The only drugs they want you to get is the ones they control and manufacture inside their pharmaceutical factories. But Mm -hmm. the moment you can grow something natural out of the ground that will help your back pain, that will help your your anxiety, that will help you with sleeping, that will help you just feel happy overall. Oh, no, this is just too much. Mm -hmm. He's not getting poison from us. Yeah. But but then they're going to do they're going to do you like YouTube does us and say that you're glorifying drugs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, R- Rochelle. Now you have to oh, with Jack Daniels, R- right? You're glorifying right. drugs. Exactly. R- Rochelle, right. I, I saw right. I saw you were just recently in like a little trap shop that was selling Legos and was selling uh selling selling cannabis products too. And so did you happen to see any of this packaging that the DCC may be on the lookout for with the California symbol on it while you were there? You know, surprisingly, that was not a trap. That was a uh, an actual store. It was a liquor store Ooh. in Minnesota that also has a cannabis section because that's how it's playing out in Minnesota. Um, but yeah, they had all kinds of packaging that the, uh, the DCC would find questionable. <laughs> Minnesota, <laughs> oh. early champion of the crossfade. Yeah, okay, love it, loving it. Oh man. <laughs> This is this is. I mean, buying cannabis seeds at the liquor store. What a time to be alive! I mean, you can't make this yes, shit up. What a time! You cannot make this shit up. But uh, ten thousand lakes, right? Well, they got plenty of water out there for all them seeds, apparently. But uh, look, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep this train rolling. We're gonna roll right on into Mr. Attorney Dale Schaefer. He's the founder of Armada Law Practice, and at one point in time, did some time for a cannabis crime. That's right. It is none other than everyone's favorite angry uncle. That's right, Mr. Dale Schaefer. Uh, good morning, everybody. Too close to the end of the year. The stories are not as sexy as they might have been uh, earlier in the year. But I was going through Law 360 and something jumped out at me yesterday. The headlines, FDA cracks down on vapes resembling Jack Daniels bottles. And they have a picture on it of Jack Daniels bottom bottle. And some rocket scientist apparently thought that he could mimic almost the exact um, trade dress and even the name of Jack Daniels bottles and sell vapes without somebody's attention being brought to him that you can't fucking do that. So. Um, I decided to read this thing, and as I read it, it dovetails into what we've just been talking about here, because the first part of the problem here is intellectual property. I mean, if you haven't figured out that you can't mimic Jack Daniels or um, you know Coca-Cola or Seven Up or whatever you know it is on your bottles or your, your advertising, and no one's going to come talk to you, you bumped your head. I bring IP attorneys in all the time. Some places you can register trademarks and and, uh, really take care of them. But generally, U.S. Patent and Trade Office, you can put trademarks on hats and shirts and other kind of, you know, merch shit that you can give away. That that wasn't the big issue that I saw in this. Uh, The FDA sent a warning letter out to them. And when you read what they're talking about in this letter, they're saying that, oh, that alcohol is attractive to children. I, I said, wait, 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 let me back up and read that one again. That these alcohol um, resembling um, vapes are attractive to children because they resemble alcohol products. It's like, wait, wait, wait a second. You're telling me now that what you can go into your grocery store and buy off the shelf is attractive to children, and all of a sudden they're going to make just, they're going to do something with uh, alcohol. Like, wait, if you're not seeing what's coming, the FDA sort of, this is a tell that if they get control of this, which, you know, I hope that they move cannabis into something like um, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms and get it out of the, to see it, the um, Controlled Substance yeah, Act. Yeah, TTB. But this is sort of a, yeah, this is sort of a tell of what the FDA might do. Because if they're saying, if you make it look like an alcohol bottle, that's uh, attractive to children. There are no limits on this shit now. Everything's going to be attractive to children. So just a heads up there. And the other thing that I noticed in this, which I have some tobacco clients that I never really thought about this before, but uh, they also warned them that you didn't get prior authorization to put a tobacco product on the market. I thought for a second, I went, wow, I didn't know that that was a requirement. 
right? because my clients have retail and the products come there through distributors and it's not an issue. But if the FDA gets a hold of cannabis, are they going to require you to get an authorization to put your product on the market? Okay. Yep. Oh, so, uh, when the government uh, gives you uh, a foreshadowing of what they're going to do, I think you should pay attention. It's like what the DEA has been doing with a lot of these um, messaging to companies. We're going to crack down on you. The FDA, if it gets a chance, will come in and step all over you in, in a form that's just as bad as what these eight uh, cannabis control uh, organizations are doing. If it's not specific in the language, like, oh, it's attractive to children, everything will be attractive to children. If you have to get permission of the government to put a product out there, uh, that's the game we've been playing the DEA to get authorization to research it. You're an administrative loophole. It's, an, it's a nonstop clusterfuck that you never get permission out of. Oh, um, there's my good news for the end of the year. Uh, let's throw it back at you all. What do you what do you think about this? Because attractive to children, getting permission of the government, uh, I think it's better than being a Schedule Three drug. But mm, it, could, it could be problematic for us. Well, oh, there you go. Back at you. This is this is definitely a, looking into the future. Like this, if this goes to Schedule Three, they're definitely going to be saying this about every single product is going to be attractive to children. <laughs> And oh my goodness, if, if they're saying that alcohol, which is not marketed to children, strictly marketed to adults, 21 and over, and, and they're saying that any of that packaging is marketing to children, that you're, you're right, Dale, there is no limit to what they would be able to say as far as what is marketing to children. You know what, Jason, I, I, I'm usually not on your side of this one, but um, it seems that our country is slow moving into Canada. I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. Opaque packaging on everything. I hear a lot about them saying um, packaging for children. But what about the parents, right? Because when I was coming up, and I grew up in the crack cocaine era. I was born in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I seen a whole bunch of shit. Like, and even through the crack era growing up, your parents taught you don't eat stuff you see in the street from you. You just don't eat shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't eat anything you should find. Like, and this is an era where your parents wanted you to sell crack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, your parents was like, go outside, sell crack, get money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and they still told you don't eat shit that you don't know what it is. And so now, of course, we need to watch out for packages that look like everyday candy kids can buy or whatever, but still at the same time, right? Yeah. Why aren't we holding the parents responsible? Why is it that the escape goat is a kid can see and pick it up and want to eat it? Why are we not telling? Why are we not saying the parents aren't 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 teaching their children? The parents aren't raising their children. Why are children deciding to eat me medical marijuana products that are being brought to the school from home from the parents? Oh, a kid's gonna eat it because it looks like candy that he got from out of his mom's bedroom that he took off his mother's dresser and went to school with that he got it from an adult. No I, I want them to have this. Let me get the dispensary and saying, let me get them sweet and sour patch um, um, edibles you have right there. Because no kid can walk into a, dis a dispensary exactly. and do that. They can't walk into a pool and do that. So you know what they can do, though? They can walk into a gas station and buy Delta 8 products. I want them to have the same energy when it, when it comes to sugar. When it, when it comes to That's sugar. Yeah. Right? When it comes to sugar, which is a, 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 a way bigger killer of Americans every single year. Uh, um, child obesity rates are crazy. Uh, well, people are losing their teeth and, and dying from from teeth infections and shit like that. Like, like why aren't we attacking the sugar industry mm -hmm. and all that oh, wild okay. packaging? Guys, that they have? We call this in the law acting in loco parentis. People want the government to be your goddamn parent. Okay, and that's what's the problem here, Tony, is that people expect the schools to be your parent. No, your parents, your parent, they're responsible for what the hell you do. And if you go to school and you learn something that you don't like and go, you should go back and talk to your parents, let your parents deal with it. Don't act fucking stupid in school. And, you know, I, I'm not advocating violence on children, but there are a couple of things in my kids' world that were ass whooping offenses. And I don't think anybody talks to their kids like that anymore. Tell them no. Fuck no. Yeah. I am. Look, look, I am. Remember when your mom came into the class and she whooped your ass in front of all the kids and you and you couldn't do the next day you didn't come to school acting big and bad. You came to school with your head down because everybody in the class seeing your mama just came in there and just whooped your ass in front of everybody. So when you went to school the next day, your behind was sore and you was humble. And a lot of these kids running around here, they're not humble at all. 
They're very material, uh, materialistic. They're very uh, uh, self-absorbed. And for some strange reason, they become offended when they hear language they don't like. Mm-hmm. It's the most self-centered thing that I could ever imagine in my life. So, my- yes, these kids today, they need a good old-fashioned, passionate ass whooping. That's what they need. My first grade teacher... My first first grade teacher. She used to hit. She used to hit. She used to have us put our hands out, and then she would hit the top of our hands with a yardstick when we were doing bad. With a yardstick. Yeah, with a yardstick. We had paddles, Jason. Okay. The only time I got spanked, I was taken in front of the classroom with the guy I punched out, the little fucker, mm-hmm. and we both got three squats by the teacher with a big old paddle, and I took it like a man. He cried like a bitch, and I never let him forget it. Yep. Okay. And when I got home, my mom was like, what happened? Mm-hmm. All right. I got a call. You got a whooping today in school. And when she found out who I punched out, she goes, okay, you get a pass on this one. But that's what happened to us. You fuck up in school. You get an ass whooping. When you got home, you got an ass whooping from your dad. Mm-hmm. They, uh, and I'm not advocating violence. But my mom slapped the shit out of me in public if I said the wrong thing. If I was a smart ass in public, my mom fired my ass up right then. You couldn't be on social media today with my mom. She'd hack crack your ass down and whoop the shit out of you for some of the stuff coming out of people's mouths today. Yep. Hey, uh, my, my my babysitter when I was when I was a little kid, um, my babysitter she uh, she she had kids of her own, and and I've watched her pour dish soap into their into her kid's mouth and make them sit on for hours with it in their mouth. Okay, because they were cussing or That's doing abuse, whatever. Man. Hold on, hold that on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to, I'm about to g- g- take it even step further. She also used to make them kneel on the on the register. All right, you know, on the where the where the heater and the air comes from on your floor on that grate right there. She used to make them kneel on that for about an hour at a time. My father got abused like that. So yeah, my grandfather would put sandpaper on um, under his knees and make him kneel near the. Um, the heater, the what's yep. the, uh, the radiator? Yep, the, the furnace, yeah. And he would beat him. He would beat my father in front of the radiator. I'm trying. Like, my mom used to beat me with the southern switch. Or she would find any wire cord she could get, put the grease on it, tell you go mm-hmm. take a bath, come out wet, and come get it. So all I know is <laughs> yep. I grew up fearing adults. I grew up respectful. I grew up not playing with grown men. I grew up not disrespecting women. And even though I was a bad little boy, I was bad to my peers. I did bad things in and around my age group. But when I seen an adult and they said something, I was like, man, y'all better leave before they... I know what adults do. Yeah. <laughs> you just... Well, well, as as a current parent, <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a current parent, so my child don't need that shit. I, I I was I had the shit beat out of me, and I was still doing wild shit. And, and people take that punishment differently, right? Uh, people take it uh, differently. Some people it does not reform them. Other people it does. And um, not going to go back to every single one of those stories, but those are instances of abuse. So whether it's back then or, or it was current time, <laughs> that was that is abuse. Oh man, what do you think about so, this, I'm Rochelle? Just saying, like, <laughs> what, what what do you think about I, I this? I don't feel Rochelle? the need to, to beat my daughter. Uh, my mom never beat my ass, but definitely let me know if I was if I was out of line. But I don't know how the conversation segued to uh, our child. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Uh, my stepfather used to beat the hell out of me. And when I when I had my first growth spurt in like seventh grade, I grew from uh, five, three to six feet. He didn't touch me again. And I started mm-hmm. whipping other people's asses at that point. See? So it can go either. It can go either way. And how you carry that energy can go either way. But I, I'll say personally, on a personal level, I ain't, I ain't for that child abuse shit. I'm not going to be hitting my kids, and I don't want a, a, a DCFS coming knocking at my door anytime soon either. Fair <laughs> so enough. Fair I will enough. not be letting Taking your kid... kid's phone away ain't child abuse. Okay? <laughs> yep. Telling a little kid that the answer's no, the next answer's fuck no, and I'm taking everything you own. Because my oh, yeah. kids went yeah. to bed with a blanket and a pillow with no pillowcase on it. It's like, this is all you got, you little shit. I told you not to do that. Yeah. You don't have to whip them, but you got to have a boundaries like this. This boundary is you just got to fuck no territory, and now you yeah. ain't gonna like what happens next. So you're sleeping in your room with no toys. You got a pillow. You want something back? You're gonna why'd earn you, it now, you little why, asshole. Why, why'd you still let him get the pillow? You should just took the whole pillow, the pillowcase and the pillow. Well, I did have a heart, you know, just a little <laughs> bit of one. But I had three sons, man. I'm telling you, my three sons, I had to teach them, you know, when dad, there's a daddy no-no. If you want to find out what happens, fuck around and find out, mm-hmm. okay? Yes. And the rest of the time, I loved them. There's very few rules. 
But you fuck around and cross those lines, you're going to find out that the old man's got a boot. It'll fit right up your ass. Is that where you want to go? And on that, we're going to go to a commercial, and we're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. What, stop whatever you're doing and make sure you hit that like button. I know we'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it and YouTube will appreciate it as well. Also, make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you've not subscribed to the channel already. And all of the stories that we cover on today's High at Nine News, you can read directly on our website at www.highatnightnews.com. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smokey Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah, you know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Y'all know who it is up next. The self-proclaimed most feared black and Latin man alive. He's a political leader, artist, activist, entrepreneur, and a huge fan of Sean Puffy Combs' recent legal issues. <laughs> coming to the stage. <laughs> Antoine, Tony, Montega. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you to all my co-hosts for being in the book today. And to, uh, the great Rico for giving me such a... Accurate introduction. Okay, let's get into it. <clears throat> Norm, Nevada. Uh, new marijuana possession limit set to take effect. Adults 21 and older may purchase up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis flower and up to one quarter of an ounce of co- concentrated of concentrates from licensed retailers beginning January 1st. Oh, excuse me, I'm going to take my glasses off. I should just get reading glasses. Republican Governor Joe Lombardo signed legislation SB 277 into law in June, increasing the total amount of cannabis adults may legally purchase and possess. Current law limits uh, possession limits to one ounce of flour and one-eighth of an ounce of concentrates. Other provisions in the law allow for licensed medical uh, dispensaries to begin serving non-patients on January 1st. Nevada voters approved a statewide ballot initiative in 2016 legalizing the adult use cannabis markets. Votes voters have previously decided in favor of an incentive of an um, of an initiative. I'm sorry, y'all. Legalizing the production and distribution of medical cannabis in 2000. And this is the end of the article. So, what do you guys think? They're changing uh, possession limits. What do you guys think to everyone in the chat and to all of my co-hosts here? Let me get your thoughts on this. I think this is fantastic that they're raising raising the limit, letting people purchase more. I don't think they should they should allow for people to have limits on how much they one should be able to purchase. You know, you can go and buy as much beer as you want at the store, so there shouldn't be limits to what you can right. can purchase when it comes to cannabis if it's so called legal and whatnot. Um, but I think this is great for great for Nevada. I'm glad that they're that they're raising the bar on this, and and I think this will be um, interesting to see how they implement this too with all their new consumption lounges that are coming and opening up. Yeah, I'm I think yeah. Go ahead, Rochelle. Is Rochelle? I'm just curious what led them to increase the limits. I'm all in favor of it, obviously, but I'm just wondering what we know. You know, you know what it was. This is all Larry. This is all Larry. This is all Planet 13 money for sure. Tourism. My man Larry. Yeah, shout money out to Larry. I think, it's money, I think it's money and tourism. I think <laughs> that um, 
they want they want to uh, increase the amount of tourists that they get in in Nevada and Las Vegas. They want to be able to open the markets more. So now the medical dispensaries can just serve anybody that that's not a, a patient. So you don't have to have a medical card or anything on you. So it's about money and it's about tourism. People who have come there have been going to other places are still running to the trap to get stuff because they don't have a card or anything specific that would allow them to go into some of these medical dispensaries. But now it's just it's an open market. So I just think that it's about um, of course, money, but also tourism. Tourists mm -hmm. are coming, and they want tourists to come back. I, I really did not know that Las Vegas or Nevada had a one-ounce limit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't know that? I had no idea. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I usually drive to Nevada. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just, just I saying. usually drive but to Nevada. I, I really did not know that. This is good news. I mean, I mean, it's not like TSA is looking for your weed in your bag either, Rico. So you could have flown out there. Is 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 the current law? Um, um, I mean, it won't matter the next time. Oh, I could be going to Vegas this weekend. But um, is the current law say that you can't purchase more than an ounce in one day, or is that saying in one place? Like, are there other nuances to this one? I mean, Rico, they're not going to be, every place is not going to call up like Antoine was just there. Was Antoine just there buying weed? No, like, no, 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 their system, their system, no, 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 their system, their system is totally, their system is totally integrated. Um, Once you purchase that, once you purchase that, that limit, you're not going to be able to go to another store. Um, they, they, they've had that in place. Because they scan your ID, right? Yeah, they, well, they've had that in place since the, since, since the beginning, all the POSs are, okay. are, are linked. So, so you're not going to be able to do that. That's okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, people have gotten popped it's like not, that. It's, in it's not going to be. So it's not going like, to be like looping in Colorado. You know what I'm saying, Rico? Right. Yeah. I've. I've not. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Nevada. I've not bought a lot of weed in Nevada, so I don't really. Know. I'm not really well versed with like in and out laws like that. But I think yeah, I only like, bought. This is, a, this is a huge win. I'm a fan of this one. I only bought weed once ever in Nevada, and it was all for R and D purposes, just so I could see how trash it was. And I was just like, oh man, I can't. I was like, I was like, I was like, Nevada, Nevada is Nevada is competing with Colorado for the driest weed in the nation. It's so dry out there. Yes. The Sahara. Hey, Jason. Yes. Do you think that? Do you think that for everyone on the panel, sidebar? Because I just had a whole argument with somebody about New York weed, and he, I keep telling him that it's coming from California. It is. Is it safe to say that New York weed comes from? Thank you. So, so yes. everyone watching, when you contact me because you know I'm from New York, you contact me and you say stupid stuff about New York having the best weed, I can assure you I'm from New York, and I'm going to tell you that the weed comes from California. The best it all weed comes in this California. country comes from California. That's, that, that's a fact. You. That's a fact. It's just just reality. It's just just is what it is. Yeah. It's reality is what it is. California is bad at a lot of things, but marijuana is the one thing on God's green earth you're never going to be able to say that they've done wrong. They have changed uh, marijuana and, and, and throughout the whole world, if yes. you think about it, and it's because of California. Very, very true. So, so very, very There's true. There's plenty of interstate yeah, commerce yeah, in California yeah. weed going on. It's just, it's in the trap market. Um, and you're right. I think our industry is being kept alive out here, both the legal and the illegal, if you want to call it that. It's being kept alive by interstate commerce, shipping that shit out of state. Mm-hmm. You you can still buy a burner distro in California. Oh, and only shit you yep. want, and then close it down and run. You can you can buy you can buy a trap dispensary too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you did not I don't know who. I don't know who. Oh, I bet. I mean, we, we we covered a couple stories on it. If you wanted a trap dispensary on how to open one, you know what I mean. Just got to find the right landlord. Oh, you got, you got a guy. Apparently. You got a guy. You got to find the right landlord. Call up Disney. They got it down. Oh yeah. man, there we go. There he go. Oh man, he's got a blueprint. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't. It's probably take intellectual deal, property, like the trade secret had to do it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, we got to keep this train rolling. On we're, that note, yes, we're gonna roll right on in. <laughs> That's right. She's the editor at Green State and has the most immense Lego collection in the country, boasting over forty-four different unique sets and molds. That's right. It is the editor of oh, Green Street, oh. Miss Rochelle Gordon. <laughs> How do you land on 44? Yeah, I'm, I'm psychic. I'm psychic like that. I have intuition. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because my fiance, one of my uh, Christmas gifts, he organized 
all of my Lego sets and actually made a spreadsheet. So we'll have to compare numbers. Afterwards oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Just add, just, just add my email into the spreadsheet. So Jason's going to audit of, it. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, protecting kids and about the trap. Uh, my story today is about kids accessing marijuana. A prohibitionist like to argue that legalization makes it easier for teens to get pot, but new data is otherwise. A new study out of Canada may help shut down the argument that marijuana reform makes it easy for teens to get pot. A paper published in the Archive of Public Health determined that fewer young people believe it's easy to access cannabis since nationwide legalization took effect in Canada in 2018. Prevalence of teen marijuana use has also declined during this period, according to the analysis. Researchers sifted through annual self-reported data collected from thousands of high school students from Alberta, British Columbia, Ontario, and Quebec. Teenagers were asked, quote, do you think it would be difficult or easy for you to get marijuana if you wanted some, end quote. They were also asked if they currently consumed cannabis. The number of students who believe cannabis is easy to access decreased by close to 27% between the 2018 and 2019 school year and the 2020-2021 school year. A little over half of Canadian high school students thought marijuana was easy to obtain in 2018, shrinking to just over 37% in 2020-2021. Current cannabis use also decreased by nearly 41% over the same time period. According to the survey, roughly 7.5% of Canadian teens regularly use cannabis. Quote, our data suggests that in our large samples of youth, perceptions of cannabis access as being easy has declined in prevalence since legalization, end quote, the study authors wrote. The figures are in line with similar research conducted in the U.S. showing a decline in adolescent cannabis access. However, the Canadian researchers expressed concern that the COVID-19 pandemic may have played a role in the shifting numbers. They called for continued analysis to determine causality. Legalization proponents argue that a regulated market ensures cannabis stays out of the hands of youth. Preliminary data suggests this may be the case, but as markets mature, more will be revealed about teenage perceptions around the plant. For now, prohibitionists may need to seek alternative arguments in their quest to keep cannabis illegal. So what do you guys think? Are less kids getting their hands on regulated pot or did the trappers just go into quarantine for COVID? <laughs> the parents. The trappers went into quarantine. I'm going with that one. I like that option. That 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 whole new saying she just said is crazy. The trappers. I, I agree with you. The trappers went into quarantine. That's what I think happened. Self quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Self <laughs> Exactly. We just ship because they ain't listening to when y'all want to want to have them quarantine. Mm -hmm. No, this is um. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Kids aren't smoking a more legal product. I mean, uh, study after study has shown this, and I'm glad that Canada's uh, broadening uh, these studies. Um, of what we've been seeing from these kids that have gotten into stuff is almost always trap shit that the mm -hmm. parents had, or uh, or 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 lock the, they didn't lock up properly, or or it's Delta Eight or HHC or some of these easier accessible yeah. compounds, yep. stuff, that um, they can, the, they, stuff that they can buy. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> our story our story yesterday was talking about Delta Eight and the fact how how the state the state of Missouri has no laws in place with any age barriers for anyone to purchase Delta Eight, so it's actually legal for minors to walk into stores and purchase Delta Eight, and it's up to the store owner if whether or not they want to sell it to them or not. Disrespect to Missouri, but I don't think there's a lot happening there. So that's just kind of like oh, Missouri's a major Missouri's a major market for for cannabis. It's one of the best markets out there to be in if you're an operator mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, because they're selling to kids. No, no. Well, I don't know why people think that kids aren't going to want to use drugs. I mean, mm -hmm. what the fuck's wrong with adults out there? And we just talked about the in local parentis problem with you know schools. Mm -hmm. Parents right now have to have two jobs, so they got to let somebody raise their kids. And parents just aren't overseeing this. I grew up in a family we owned liquor stores, and I had lots of discussions from the time I was knee high to a tall giraffe about alcohol, what to do, what not to do. Didn't talk about drugs, but 
These are responsibilities of parents. If your kid's taking drugs that might have fentanyl in them and you ain't having a dinner time discussion with them, like you could kill yourself with this shit and talk to me and be honest with me, and you ain't raising your kids to be uh, adults, they're gonna mm -hmm. fucking die. Because we've got, we got problems in this world to pay attention to and your kid smoking weed is not one of them. Hey, let's get off of that shit. Your kid taking a pill cut with fentanyl and might kill him. That's a problem. But we're just not having those discussions about honest use of drugs, what the society's doing, what to watch out for. And if your, your friend's going to do something that's going to hurt them, what are you going to do to help them? Mm -hmm. And you give your kids tools to help their friends if they're falling down rabbit holes of drug and alcohol use. We're just not having those discussions. Oh, everything's marketed to kids. Yeah, fuck yeah. I wanted to use drugs when I was a kid. And, you know, kids came to school, stole their mom's Valium. We knew where it was coming from. I mean, you can get your hands on this stuff. Let's, you know, honestly, our kids can handle the discussions. Let's talk with them about this. Yeah, education is the key, man. I think, I think we're going to put up a poll, Adam. Are you ready? We're going to put up a poll, and we're going to ask everyone in the chat to participate. Where do you prefer to purchase your flowers at? Either from the trap or from a regulated retail market? And let's see, let's see, let's see. Or do see you what, even purchase them? Well, everyone purchases something because every you, everyone's buying weed. All right. I don't think Sometimes there's Sometimes you get gifted, man. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about once in a while kind of thing. I'm talking about when people buy weed. When you buy weed, when you actually exchange money for weed. It doesn't matter if last time someone gave you something. It doesn't matter. It's like when you go and pull money out of your pocket, P-I-M-P. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you are going to spend one, one money. of my favorite things to do recently, yeah, if I'm traveling around the country, you know, with all these new uh, emerging market states, mm -hmm. I do both every single time, and I compare. You compare. You know, uh, I'll reach out to the local trap and find something from the trap, and I'll I'll go and buy something, and um, it's almost always better at the trap. I have a question. <laughs> I have a. I mean, even if you brought your weed, wouldn't it? And you're there, wouldn't that be still be considered local weed because you're technically there with that weed? See what I'm it's saying? Blunt. See what I'm saying, Rico? You should be a lawyer, Jason. That yeah, sounds like fucking doublespeak. You read in the bathroom all <laughs> <laughs> right, right next to that, right next to that uh, Sharpie written Delta Eight ad. <laughs> hey, hey, you know that website's hot right now. It's popping. There's lots of lots yeah. of drop shipping going on. What is that. what is a fart? Yeah. What is a fart? <laughs> but the, the helpless cry from an entrapped turd. You know, and what is it? And from and from from the poll, we're already at like seventy five percent saying that they support the trap. More than uh, the regulated marketplace. It's very very interesting. Very interesting stuff. Really not guys. surprised. I mean, no. people don't want to pay the taxes. They don't want to uh, buy dry, shitty weed. It's funny. I was actually just having a conversation with someone the other day. They from Minnesota. They moved out to New Jersey. She was very confused. She's like, I've been to the dispensary a couple times out there. How come the weed is not as good as the stuff I buy on the illicit market here in Minnesota? Uh-huh. She's like, is that common? Hold on a second. So you're telling me that the <laughs> trap weed in California. Hold on. The trap weed in Minnesota is better than the legal weed in New Jersey. Is that what we're saying? The trap is strong in Minnesota. I'm not surprised, the honestly. Trap is strong in Minnesota. Shout out to all the trappers yeah, in the Minnesota. Tra the trap is very <clears throat> brawling. Mm -hmm. It's strong yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. It's, 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 it's a trap, man. <laughs> the mm -hmm. trap is <laughs> Yeah. What are we at? Like eighty percent? Uh Adam just posted it up. It looks like we're at sixty four percent trap market and thirty six percent regulated vote? market. That's that that that's the poll. That's Keep the votes the, coming that, in. That's the that, that that's the results. That's the results. What if you grow your own? Is that the trap? Yeah, uh, I'd say I'd say growing your own would be would be the trap because it wouldn't have came from the regulated market. So I would consider homegrown weed would be considered trap weed because it's not, it didn't have to get tested. None of that. Mm -hmm. Oh man. So you're saying old grandma's uh, growing weed at their home. They're, they're technically trappers. Then, then that, then that would mean that if that was your grandma, then that would mean that you come from a long line of trappers. Mm -hmm. Like that. Mm -hmm. Third generation trap. It's inherent. It's inherent. It's in your genetic makeup, Rico. But uh, I have like I, just like gout. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I have I have one more uh, one more story for you guys. Uh, to close this out. Bring I, it. I think you guys are gonna love this. I feel like we need to play some uh, some cartel music. Um, if you have a little cartel music, Adam. 
Because Mexico's weed nuns want to take the plant back from the narcos, you guys. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. And there's a lot of very, very colorful photos in this article. But beneath each full moon on the outskirts of a village in central Mexico, a group of women in nun habits circle around a roaming fire, cleanse themselves with burning sage, and give thanks for the moon, animals, and plants. They... they then they inhale deeply from a joint and blow clouds of marijuana into the flames. Despite their clothing, the women are not Catholic or any other religion. They are part of an international group founded in 2014 called Sisters of the Valley, which has pledged to spread the gospel of the healing powers of cannabis. In the United States, where around two dozen states have legalized adult-use cannabis, the, the group has also launched a successful small business selling CBD tinctures, oils, and salves online, and raking in over a half a million dollars last year. But in Mexico, where a drug war has ravaged the country and Christianity has embattled the, in society, the image of a marijuana-smoking nun is more an act of rebellion, the women say. Okay, we can kill the music now. The sisters frequently post on social media, primarily Instagram, where they can be seen caring, uh, uh, caring for cannabis crops, giving workshops, and attending cannabis-related events. They have events. The product sales are a fraction of that in the U of, of that of their U.S. sisters, around ten thousand dollars annually. And while prominent online, the women, five in total, are cautious about giving away too much about their location of their operations. They conduct business out of a two-story concrete false storefront with one finished room because cannabis site is in a illegal gray area in Mexico and much of its production is still tied to criminal organizations. They worry police or local gangsters could arrive to threaten or extort them. On a recent weekend when Reuters visited, the, uh, the, the curtains remained drawn besides... Uh, bundles of marijuana dried in uh, clan clandestine ser services hanging from a tucked away laundry line or hidden in the stove. In quotes, the sisterhood is in a totally different context here in Mexico because of how religious the country is and because of the plant's ties to cartels, said one of the nuns, who uses the moniker Sister Bernadette online and asked not to give her real name for fear of reprisal. In her main uh, job as a homeopathic practitioner, she prescribes marijuana to her patients with cancer, joint pain, and insomnia. In quotes, we want to take the plant back from the narcos, she said. The sisters uh, fashion themselves after a lay religious movement, the, uh, the, the beginnings. That uh, dates back to the Middle Ages. The group made up of uh, single women devoted itself to spirituality, scholarship, and charity, but took no formal vows. So that you know what that means. The sisters globally say they wear they wear habits to protect uniformity and respect for the plant, but they also know it it, it catches media attention under the guidance of Alil Paz, a chemist and marijuana researcher working with the group. The sisters in Mexico grew a modest crop, the pot plants in in old paint buckets and place them in rows between four unfurnished concrete walls on a rooftop. Once grown, the sisters move the plants to walled off private gardens. They identified with help from supportive older women in the community. The participation is linked to uh, weekends and they can steal away from their, from their lives powered by a seemingly never ending stream of joints and packaged pipe bowls. These women spent, uh, spend time at the farm pruning plants, uh, producing can cannabinoid salves and, and or weighing and storing different strains labeled dated in glass coffee jars. They also visit others in Mexico, uh, pushing for full legalization in the growing cannabis community or give workshops that teach on everything from how to make weed infusions in the chemistry behind the plant. Business, pot uh, business potential aside, they argue that the fight against drugs in Latin America has been a failure, leading to widespread violence and mass incarceration. 
but in a roughly 75% Catholic majority uh, conservative country, uh, locked in a drug war with criminal groups for nearly 20 years, joining the sisters has created tension in nearly all the woman's families. Its founder in Mexico, who calls herself Sister Camila online and declined to give her real name, grew up in an evangelical household and left home at 16, due in part to her mother's strict religious code, she said. When she started Sisters of Sisters of the Valley, Mexico, the relationship became even more strained. In quotes, it was hard for her to accept, she said. She had certain ideas heavily shaped by religion. But today, after lengthy discussions about the plant and the legalization movement, her mother is pivotal to the group's operations, helping to maintain the farm and offering other logistical support, she said. She got her mom trapping. For another run, uh, for, for another nun who works as a church secretary, uses the moniker Sister Kika and asked her name not be used, the mission is clear. In quotes, she says, it's time to put an end to this stupidity, she said. Well, well, well. Are these nuns going to be the, the thorn that breaks the cartel and the narcos? I wonder, wonder, wonder. Time will tell. And this is Jason Beck for the Hyatt Nine News. What do you guys think of these sisters All right. in Mexico? All right. I, I, absolutely, I, absolutely love, I absolutely love this story, and I think it would make an awesome sequel to Machine Gun Preacher. Shout out my guy, Gerard Butler. <laughs> but in real life, I can't help but believe, man, these nuns are about to get sprayed up. <laughs> Hold on. What if one of these nuns is, they're not using their real name, and one of these nuns is Gisele de Blanco? It don't matter. It don't matter. Chapo ain't down there. Like They are battling right now, and they've taken over the state. They have taken over like the uh, the the political system. Was it like 133 uh, politicians yep. got murdered last year that were mm -hmm. running for office? Mm -hmm. like, like it's crazy down there. <laughs> like, like, in, in real life, like they gonna get sprayed up, bro. Yeah, okay. You ever heard of Swisher raps? They gonna sell you guys scripture raps. Scripture raps. Like, oh, that's a hot bro. That's a hot product right there. Oh, they they gonna have Bible verses on the paper. Oh man. <laughs> And they're going to put all the Bible verses where someone was talking on something, and they're just going to have those specific verses on the paper and stuff. Get some of these scriptures. They're going to be like fortune cookie wraps, but with scriptures on there. The scriptures on there. I, I, I love this story. Yeah, I, I love this story. Like every part of it. And I love the pictures in it. Reuters did a damn good job. Oh, like, bro, the pictures the are amazing in this story. They're, they're fantastic. But in real life, like, like, go ahead. Go ahead, Rochelle. Sorry about that. I've met, I've met some of these sisters. Before this is a picture of me with one of them. If you can see it, oh, and, hold, uh, hold on, lo lo lower it a little, lower it, lower it a little. Yep, yep, there we That's go. Awesome. Yep, oh, look Let's at see. you, she Rochelle. She sell too. I love uh -oh. it. She got the yeah. with the knock uh -huh. mommies. Yep, we have a group here yeah. in California. Yeah, have you ever met any of these people, Jason, here in California? I have, I have None, not. The nuns in the valley here, I think. Yeah, we have, we have oh, covered they're, them. They wear habits everywhere they go. Yeah, and I had a chance to talk to them. It's like they are not religious at all. Mm -hmm. New Mexico, the, the the staying is plume or plata, you know, silver or lead. You mm -hmm. pay me or I shoot you. Yeah, and at some point, you know, it's like you can't outrun a bullet. And I don't know if they're gonna, you know, hold them up for money. But if you make the cartels look bad. Uh, they'll be digging your bones up in the desert. How that game gets played. I, I wonder. I wonder. I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just like. I, I'm willing to bet that the cartels could easily use these ladies to smuggle stuff because they're going to be way less suspicious driving around or anything. Just just in their uniform. So I'm willing to bet there's some kind of trade off for them to being able to do this. Yeah, because now the cartel can be uh, be a face figure, and they can just have these nuns that they're paying under the under the under the low mm -hmm. to do it. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, once you tell a nun something like this, and this is just realistically speaking, I've done business with the cartels. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm a former trapper, and what they're going to do, they're going to tell the nuns this: we will either have you raped, tortured, then killed, or we will torture, then rape you, then kill you. But either way, shape, or form, this is what we're going to do to you, unless you lay down and you do exactly what we say. So I don't, I, even them being um, put in these magazines and put out there and everything else, but yet they don't want to tell you their names. To me, all of this screams cartel, which all of it still screams DEA, which all of it still screams 
nefarious individuals at the top. So oh, I don't buy all this in either way, shape, or form. I'm not even remotely close to believing that these nuns think they're going to take on the cartel. It's mm-hmm. just the biggest joke in United States history. Uh, yeah. Hey, Rochelle, did you get to smoke with the, with the nun? Or did you just meet her? I think I think Rochelle's uh, I think Rochelle's uh, thing froze. I think her computer died. She just sent me a text. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would put that on my bucket list. Man. I would love to smoke with one of these uh, with one of these tatted up nuns. I think we should. Uh, I think I think we should. Fantastic maybe, maybe we'll invite them over to the studio and uh, do 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 a little film. Yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't want to smoke with any nun. Hey, cartel, if you're watching, I don't want to smoke with any of the nuns that you not send me. I'm cool with the nuns you send. The ones you're not sending, I don't want to smoke with. They don't want to put their name out. I don't want to smoke with nobody who don't want you to know their name. All right? So I'm smoking with the ones you're going to send that's going to tell me their name. But the ones that don't, I'm smoking with the Oakland-based ones, not the, not the Mexican yeah, ones. Oh, boy. I'm with the Oakland ones. I'm going to out of Oakland. I'm going to rock with them and, and talk one with them. Oh, boy, you guys. You guys are so funny. This is this is a fan. Is, is Rochelle coming back? Oh, no, man. I want to. No, know. I think her computer's dead. I think her computer's dead. All right. Well, I, I guess uh, I guess that's it for the day, everybody. Thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of High at Nine News. Today's a third day. Third of day. Kwanzaa. Of Kwanzaa. Jason. Third day. Ujima. Three. Uh, Was it eight days? Come eight come days. Together. Come together. Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. You don't even know. Look at this. Post it live on the big screen. Our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table. To our production team, cloud media partners, our sponsors keeping the lights on, our AV struggles to a minimum, and always, always, always my man Adam back there. Brushing up them feathers. Bro, you should have saw him brushing his hair today, bro. He was feathering it out during the show. Stop the cap. (laughs) Stop the cap. He had a feather brush, bro. He had a a feather brush going (laughs) on. He's some Aquanet on that joint. As always, cannabis sativa L. The reason our Hyatt 9 News team reads these headlines every day. Thank you to Mama Juana. It has been Thursday, December 28th. 2023 the show's over you've all been blessed with the top industry headlines hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow i'm rico lamit the dopest dad on the street signing off for high nine news and i'd like to give the torch today to uncle dale uncle dale you still with us uncle dale uncle dale I, I, let's go what you got for us man leave these people the good message for the day I, i'm here well, I, I just want to remind everybody what this season's about is uh, the end of the year and the start of a new one. And we've got examples of the world right now of those not so good angels of the human nature killing each other around the world. Let's look for the better angels of our nature for 2024, because we're about to go into an unprecedented period in the, in the history of this country and the world. And let's all try to love on each other a little more. And, you know, Plumer Plata's great, but... Let's see if we can have a better year in 2024 for the human race. There you go.